This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Morning, episode number 44, the I'm telling you all about Gamescom. Ah, there was gaming at a convention. And things occurred there, but not a lot of them. Listen, we promised the people. It was in our tweet. We're doing two mm. episodes of AEW. We're doing Bra- two episodes of NXT. You we're know, doing an, epi- we're, uh, an episode of TakeOver. I guess it is an, an episode, episode of TakeOver. Of takeover. We're doing episode an episode of takeover. of TakeOver. And we're also doing Gamescom. Gamescom. So we'll start with Gamescom. Gamer so we'll put the games Gamer in Gamer car. Oh, you're super into the gamer car, aren't you? Gamer car rules. So Wasn't stupid. It really, like, it rules. When they showed the trailer for the gamer car, it looked like a fake car. It looked like a no, video a game trailer. That's like, no, a real car. Why does Forza Horizon look better than this car? Because <laughs> soon games will beat reality. Yeah, the fake video gamer games car. cars look gamer better than the real car. gamer cars. The, yeah, and the soon to be commercially available gamer car. You gonna buy it? No. But Why I would not? love to. How the gamer car should sponsor us. <laughs> Listen, if you go to redcircle.com slash show slash Wednesday War Games, you can sponsor this podcast or you can throw some show throw some money, you can go to Voices of Wrestling slash donate. And Please if you give donate fifty thousand dollars so I can buy the gamer car. <laughs> probably gonna be more than that. If you give us enough money to buy a gamer car, that would be great. Yeah, we'll use it for the show, so it's a tax write off. Yeah, we'll um drive up to the show every week in the gamer car. Yeah, into our studio. Our famous Wednesday Wargame studio. It's actually been a while since we've done a show, Liam. Yeah. Last show was just me. And then the, the because the schedules got jumbled around, we're like, we talked about doing two episodes this week, but it's like, why would we bother? We'll just do everything at once. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Basically. So, Gamescom. You have no takes about Gamescom, except that it put you to sleep. Who's ready for the... It literally put me to sleep. I did fall asleep during the Destiny trailer. Um, also, it was on at like 2am, 4am, one of the AMs for me, so it's perfectly reasonable for me to have fallen asleep to Gamescom. Um, what's, what's the hot takes from Gamescom? Uh, Ratchet and Clank looks pretty sick. But most of that trailer was already shown at the PlayStation thing. It was just like yeah. slightly more detail, but nearly all of that was in the PlayStation uh, showcase. So it's like, it's not even like a particularly new trailer. Honestly, the best thing was for a game that I don't even play, and it was the Fall Guys Season 2 reveal. I played my first few games of Fall Guys yesterday, so I'm I'm on board with the meme game. It's actually quite a fun meme game, so I'll allow it. I'm a big supporter of it just because Devolver. Give them that shit. Give them that money. Have you given them that money? Nope. So you're it's, a hypocrite isn't, isn't is what it, you're saying. Is it free? It's, it's free on PS Plus, but it, uh, it's uh, gone into the next month, I think, so it might not be free on PS Plus anymore. I haven't Plus played anymore. the game. I'm just happy that for their success. So technically, I haven't given the money either because I did get it on PS Plus. But I assume that I don't know how PS Plus works, but like apparently it did insanely well on PS Plus. So I assume they get more money for that. I don't know. Um, Sony's probably like, here you go, just take this. Please stay here and don't go to Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, well, their exclusivity will expire. Well, it's also on PC, and it's done very well. The fact that it's done very well on PC as well, where it's just available on Steam to purchase, is actually quite impressive, because it's for free, it's available on free on PS Plus for the month. 
Did you know that those motherfuckers are six feet tall? Who are six feet tall? The fall guys. Oh, so in this world, they're all six feet tall and everything's mm-hmm. just much bigger than them? Yep. That's that's some weird canon right there. Where did you learn this? I saw it on Twitter, so it must be true. <laughs> Everything on Twitter is true. That's a fact of life. It was, yeah. on, a, it was on a gamer site. <laughs> ah, the true source of information on the internet, gamers. Gamer car, gamer car, gamer car. You and your gamer car. Yeah, did you? Did, uh, big congratulations to Sony PlayStation Game of the Year, um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. You were so confused by these awards. This, it, just, like, it was so stupid. And then you were like, "Oh yeah, they're just like the best in show like awards for the thing." And then like at Gamescom. the end, they had, and then at the end they announced, "And now we're going to be revealing the best in show stuff." And it's like, wait, what, the, what was the entirety of what you just fucking showed me? Yeah, they Did were Jeff just the, the individual these? console games. No, they were That's the best at show at stupid. the show. That's they so do this at every freaking convention, Liam. Why are you so confused about this? There's oh, best games so of E3, dumb. there's best games of Gamescom, there's best games of PAX. Yeah, they don't do it during the fucking stream. Because there's usually not a stream. Uh, it was just very confusing. And I think since Jeff hosts the Game Awards, he should be more particular about what things are announced on his streams. That's the reason he sent it over to Sidney Goodwin from IGN to announce it. Jeff is like, no, we can't have confusion here. I'll send it Clearly, over to the IGN person. IGN is biased. Oh, yeah. You were very confused. This, this upset you far more than it should. It did. It's so stupid. Just like, do it in a press release. <laughs> Put it on the fucking show. On a show that's already got two hours of nothing. There really was very little on it. It's just like, oh, you guys have nothing, don't. And I, I appreciate it. it's a very difficult time for making video games, and there's it's it's like everyone is struggling. And I I think like Ratchet and Clank isn't coming out this year. I don't think any of these. I think Cyberpunk is getting delayed again. I think Assassin's Creed's getting. Delayed. I don't think any of these games are coming out this year. But what, there was the one game that they like. <laughs> they they announced. Oh, it was Dragon Age. <laughs> It's like, we're going to show you the nothing that we have. Here, look at all the nothing. We've literally just thought of this game, and um, we're announcing it as a thought. There's nothing. In fairness, <laughs> it's the second time they've announced it as a thought. They did this at the Game Awards as well. So stupid. They it's also like, did um, a, a Dragon Age featurette there. There's like, oh, Dragon Age, we're making another one. <laughs> there was, there was um, on the Street Fighter Five like, summer reveal stream, uh, they were talking about season five or six i forget which one it is and they were like all right so we're going to announce some characters we literally just left the boardroom meeting where we decided which characters we're going to make so we have nothing to show you except for a picture but we're doing these characters (laughs) it was like what's the point of announcing characters when you haven't even started working on them this is the reason sakurai is the best because usually when he announces a character he has a nice little trailer and when he actually reveals them he he goes through them in depth for 30 minutes (laughs) but it was just uh, it was really funny. It's like, here, yep, there's a sketch of the character. They're going to be in it. Here's a sweet <laughs> JPEG of the person we're putting in the game. And, yeah. And then Kenny was there. And he had an AEW shirt. Best bout machine. Alright, so that's Gamescom. <laughs> yep, in depth. In depth. To Gamescom. It was kind of a boring show. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. There is really nothing to talk about. It's a show where nothing happened. Every week we talk about AEW Dynamite WWE NXT. This week Every we have... Every single fucking week. Yes. We have four whole weeks of TV. Well, two weeks of TV, but two episodes each. Plus a takeover to talk about, so we better get into it. Uh, last week, it was, well, the week before actually, technically, it was a draw. 
because I voted NXT, the poll voted AEW, and you weren't here. So you get to break it now. You get to break it now. What was your take oh. on three weeks ago NXT or an AEW while we're here? <laughs> Can you give me just a brief reminder? Of what was on I the I shows? could not for the life of me tell you what was um, on those shows. I, rem- I remember it was a pretty bad AEW show. And I don't remember any strong feelings towards NXT, so let's give it to NXT. Alright then, we're beginning with NXT. So we have two weeks to lead the, the show before TakeOver, the show after TakeOver, and TakeOver. So we'll start with the show before so, TakeOver. Yep. We're going to go through every quarter hour of every show. We're going to talk about the ratings. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to talk about every little aspect of every show. We're going to be here for six hours. Uh, I think we're going to be a little quicker than that. We're probably going to do uh, a hot, a high level takes rather than blow by blow of each show just for this week only. Of course, you're very used to our blow by blow of each show, and uh, very important. Liam's like, we forgot that pre-tape, and I'm like, do you have anything to say about that pre-tape? And Liam's like, no. It's like, why did you bring it up then? But <laughs> I just feel like the entire show should be represented. So, uh, yes, so we're going back to the August 19th episode of NXT, which opened with Johnny Gargano qualifying for the North American ladder match. Also had Velveteen Dream qualify for the North American ladder match in the main event against Finn Balor. How did you feel about those matches, Liam? Um, Rich Holland rules. <laughs> well, he freaking killed Johnny Gargano. No, he Learned didn't. how to that wrestle. Was, that was such Learned an overblown how- spot. To he was fine. It was the angle. It was literally the story of the match that they told. I don't he even think... He dropped him on his head! No, he didn't. That shit <laughs> yes, was protected. He, he I'm completely fl- botched a power you're slam all, and dropped him on his head. You're all getting worked. You're all getting worked. He if, doesn't know how to wrestle. He doesn't I know leg- how to I, do a power I slam. I legitimately don't think that was real. I think you're all getting worked. No, he dropped him on his head. I, he very I think clearly it, dropped him on his head, Liam. The whole point of that spot was to be like, oh my god, Gargano's hurt, and then he cheats and wins. That's literally what the story was and what happened. Nah. So uh, you're just saying it just so happened that that giant spot happened to flow with entirely what they were going to do towards the end of the match. Yeah, I think he was going you to just think it, to it just so happened Richard. that the end of the match was going to be that Gargano was hurt. No, he was actually hurt. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Like the, the end of the match was that he was going to cheat to beat Ridge Holland so that they protect Ridge Holland, which is fine. Yeah, he, he cheated by using his injury. <laughs> uh, no, Candice LeRae interfered. Yeah, after they did the whole like, oh, he's injured, look at him, and then Candice came up. <laughs> no, Candice was just going to interfere, and he was just going to beat him. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that it's going to be a bit of an issue talking about a show from two weeks ago when I have a very specific um, set of what happened in my head, and I don't want you to deviate from that at all, please. Please yeah, stick to what Liam I remember. can't remember what happens at the show. He's like, no. But yeah, Candace interfered. This. Johnny hit his DDT in one. He dropped it on his head, Liam. He just, he botched a power slam. He uh, he doesn't know how to do a power slam. He's trying to do like the big Rick Steiner power slam, but he can't do it. Dropped him on his head and Johnny nearly died. No, it was fine. Uh, the match was nothing. Ridge Holland rules. I, I, I thought Ridge um, looked much worse than he looked in the three-way, which is not surprising given he had to carry a singles match instead of just doing his stuff and disappearing. Holland looks like a young Lesnar. He dropped him on his head. Lesnar never rules. dropped people on their head. No, oh, he never does that. Mostly, mostly the back of their neck, but that's planned. Mm, just like that spot was. Continue. Uh, Dakota Kai, who cares? As I scroll Dakota through Kai's these shows... Dakota Kai's gear rules. <laughs> yeah. It's so shiny. It's so nice. 
we'll talk about more about um, Dakota Kai and the other shows. It's I was just gonna say, like, pointless match here. I don't really like this segment. Didn't make me interested in Kai ear. It made me interested in Raquel ear. Like I want that match way more than Dakota Kai. In fairness, based on the, uh, the, the this week's NXT, that's probably where they're going. So, well, they're going Raquel Rhea. No, they're, they they had Mercedes drop Rhea off the apron. Like I read that as oh, Raquel, yeah, yeah. Io, and Mercedes and Rhea. I just because they gave Rhea the big stare down with it at Takeover, it made me feel like they're gonna go with that first and then. You see, I think it's the other way around. I think they'll do Mercedes first and then do like Raquel at the next Takeover, build toward that. Legado del Fantasma uh, defeated. No, they, did they defeat? Yeah, yeah, they did defeat. This is the, again the problem with going back to two weeks ago. They defeated Tyler Reese, Fandango, and Isaiah Scott to build up a match to this week where Scott got a title shot. That makes sense. But sure. Also, the fact that freaking Breezango then went on to get the title shot. Uh, fair enough, they won a three-way at the takeover, but it would have made so much more sense for Breezango and Scott to win this match on every level, given that Scott got a title shot and Breezango won the freaking belts. I think the idea is that they want to say that you may be able to beat these people when they're separated, but when they're a unit, they're just like, look at them. And they have a headbutting mask. Which oh, is I don't like Andy. the headbutting mask at all. Oh. It's it's loaded. The loaded mask. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Uh, Pat McAfee. You got very mad at Pat McAfee. I, I, I got mad at Pat McAfee because he's annoying as shit. But, like, you were live tweeting, live DMing me your thoughts on the Pat McAfee Adam Cole match. That match sucked! And you hated it. <laughs> uh, oh, it was the finish I fucking despised. The actual match was fine, really. Like, it wasn't great, but it was fine. But that finish was so fucking. Ugh. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, Here, Pat, he's you, like, you're short, and you use your friends to win. And then it's like, okay. And then he does NFL and nerds there. I mean, it's like, cool. he's right. He's correct. He Adam Cole is short, and he does get, use his friends to win. But it's like, I think... <laughs> McAfee is, is, re- is a really good heel speaker, because mm-hmm. he doesn't follow the WWE-isms. He just speaks like a normal dickhead would. He's better than MJF. Yeah, no. Um, he actually is legitimately. This is a better promo than the shit MJF has been doing on Dynamite. Lately. Nah, I like no, no, no. Um, and it's like, so he just comes off as like natural compared to like WWE speak of being I am heel. Look at me heel. And it's like, so just having a guy that is a natural piece of shit. <laughs> like he just exudes shittiness, and I think it's that's what makes him a great heel. It's like. If Pat was an actual star, this would rule. Like, if he was an actual celebrity that people gave a fuck about, this would be so good. But he's not. He's just a dumb dude. Yeah, that is the problem. And then, oh, the worst part of this segment was Cole at the end. Why? Walks up into his face and starts whispering a promo at him. Oh, yeah, that's very strange. Oh, I'm going to beat you on Sunday. The worst. I hate that shit so much. Like, and the, how the crowd just conveniently all decided to shut up so the cameras could pick up Adam Cole saying that line. Are, are you suggesting that these performance center people would be led? Oh, I'm just, I don't care about that. It's like Ryan Satin would be very upset about you. Wow. Oh, Betty, I bet the W guys told the performance centers uh, people not to swear while in the crowd too. Wow. <laughs> mm, but they but they would be allowed to wear KKK uniforms. That is allowed. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of things that are allowed in NXT that shouldn't be allowed, to be fair. 
That's true. <laughs> Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah. I was very upset because I watched the segment where like Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley felt like the hottest thing going into Takeover. I'm like, yeah, I'm super into this. These this seems like a, oh, that's not a match on Takeover. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was on I... the Go Home Show too. I was like, oh, obviously this is building to them having a match at, on Saturday. It's like, nope. no, no, it's not. I really like um, Aaliyah and Rhea's dynamic mm. of like how she's like. Like scrappy and trying to get at it, but then she's like also kind of terrified of it, which is understandable. It, she's gigantic. I think it really sells Rhea's like intensity well. Mm. And then there's the main event that happened. Yeah, Velveteen Dream. How do you feel about this? Velveteen Dream. Okay. Well, I I, I mean this is all stuff that's been said a hundred times now. That's what happens when you <laughs> talk about a show two weeks later. The thing with Dream is like. Regardless of if you think he did what he's accused of or not, him being on television already is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it's a slap in the face of anyone who's ever felt apprehensive about speaking out or about their experiences. Because you're just like, well, even if you do, I'm still going to push him and he's still going to be in a title match on our big show. Nothing matters. And it's like... It's just so scummy and it's so disrespectful. Like, you really, you couldn't, like, this is all just on the assumption of, like, they're just accusations at this point. This is, this, this is the assumption I'm running on, right? I, whatever I, I think doesn't matter for this conversation. Like, even if you have someone accused, someone accused should not be on your fucking show. How stupid can you be? Like, regardless, like, he could be the biggest star in the world. He shouldn't be on your show while the accusations are going. Like, who thinks that's a great idea? And then to... And then, and then Triple H to be on every fucking call defending it. Like, oh, yeah, we, we, we investigated. Then they all come out and say, well, we were never contacted. And it's like, you're just digging yourself a bigger hole for some scumbag. <laughs> like, it, it makes no fucking sense. And to continue pushing him. He shouldn't even be on the show. Like, the push, like, really doesn't actually matter that much. He should be on the fucking show. And, like, imagine being in the locker room with that guy. Imagine being a Roderick Strong. <laughs> like, imagine being, like, someone who had your kid spray-painted on his tights. That's, yes, very, very, no. <laughs> imagine being any parent in that locker room. And being told that, essentially, by your employer that, eh, it doesn't matter. Would you be, would you be comfortable, right, bringing your kids to work? Would you be comfortable bringing your kids to the show? No, you shouldn't be. It's, for a, for a, a company that's always like, we're aiming for kids, we're aiming for kids. It's just like, it's fucking, it's so mind-dumbingly asinine. Why would you do this? I'm just... And it's also the fact that, like, I don't want to watch anything that has him on it. I don't want to sit down and actually see this guy. Like, it'd be different if it was like, oh, the accusations had worn off. It'd still be completely shitty and irre irrehensible. But it's like, at least I could try and push it out of my brain for a second while I'm trying to watch this show to review it. But I can't because it's in the middle of the fucking accusations being out there. It's, it's just... Ugh. He shouldn't be on the fucking show full stop. That's it. Regardless of if he did it or, or didn't do it, he shouldn't be on the show now. It probably shouldn't be employed either. So Liam, what did you think of Velveteen Dream? <laughs> I thought Finn was really good in this match. <laughs> Finn's been good lately. I enjoyed. I thought Finn he was lately. really. I thought he was really spry. 
kind of reminded me of the the Devitt of old. Yeah, I think this year the Finn has been sneaky good this year, but he also hasn't done anything of note. So it's kind of well, a the problem is he's been sneaky consistent, but he hasn't like peaked on anything. And he hasn't really been pushed at all. So mm. he should win the oh. belt next week. Let's be real. I th- I would I think he is unless my luck of the week happens. All right, we'll talk about that when we get to the next show. But yes, that's that's NXT from two weeks ago. I'm sure everyone was like on the edge of their seats for it. They needed our takes, which brings us into Takeover. Speaking of takes, oh wait, are we are we going? I thought we go NXT AEW NXT. That doesn't make any sense. Continue. Yeah, we're doing NXT Takeover. We always do it this way, Liam. Except we have more shows to talk about. Yeah, okay. I didn't know what we were doing anymore. I lost sight. <laughs> Alright, NXT open with a tag match. It was pretty good. There you go. I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't watch the pre-show. What a horrible person. I normally don't even watch TakeOver. <laughs> That's true. This is the first TakeOver I've watched in like five TakeOvers. Clearly a fake NXT fan. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Finn Balor defeated Tim Thatcher. And, or I like this match a lot. This was actually probably the... No, I, I like the Fight Pit more. But other than Fight Pit, that was this was Tim's best NXT match. This is alright. Um, it's not spreadsheet or anything. Um, I will give them credit. I think faster than most people, Thatcher does feel like he could be slotted in a main event at any point. Even though he loses the, most of his matches? Uh, that It's more of a credit to Thatcher than a credit to them booking of Thatcher. Because <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's lost to Finn Balor. He lost to Sam Shaw. <laughs> he's about to lose to Damien Priest. <laughs> Wonderful. So it's like... Which, by the way, actually, yeah, he lost this match, and then he goes up being like, I want a title shot against you, Damian Priest. It's like, why? You lost your qualifying match. You lost this match. Why are you a number one contender for the uh, freaking North American title? See that? He's being smart. He's like, I have no reason to get this title shot, but I'm going to make him angry so he gives it to me. Ah, mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's funny about F- Bella? Like, I know that we were just being nice to him, but in this mm-hmm. match, it really... I guess maybe being Thatcher, being next to Thatcher didn't help, but it's like Bella's whole thing is that he's meant to be like the cool badass kind of guy, you know what I mean? And he's like the least badass guy ever. <laughs> he's just like the the, he's just the most dude. <laughs> he wears and, like, a jacket very nicely. That's I was gonna thing. say it also doesn't help that like his real life personality is like such Lego a dopey man. guy, he's and Lego it's like. Dork. He's like, ah, oh, I'm this badass shooter man. Look at my dinosaur and cactus tattoo on my arm. <laughs> he wears a leather jacket well. That's all you need. I, su- I suppose that is all, <laughs> all you need. To look badass. Decent. Uh, I like this That's match. it. I yeah, it's pretty match. good. Thatcher. <laughs> cool. A cool guy. Should actually try pushing him. And have him win some matches. That would help. Hmm. Classic NXT though. It's like we're pushing him. Are you? It's like yeah. He doesn't win his matches. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's not a part of pushing. North American Championship ladder match as uh, Damian Priest defeated Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, uh, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream in a match that felt far too long. It was far too long and it was far too stupid and I didn't like it. Do you know Dave Meltzer gave this match four and a half stars? Dave. <laughs> that man in ladder matches is something I will never... He never gets bored of them. He, he like, just this... likes people falling off ladders. That's his favourite thing in the world. Like, I enjoy ladder matches. I'm not, like, one of these people who's like, oh, ladder matches. Like, I do enjoy a good ladder match. This wasn't really one of them. This was... It was okay. It like, was I don't boring. have strong feelings. It was mostly <laughs> it was boring. boring. But um, Four and a half bo- stars! Yeah, no. Not at all. Not even three. 
maybe three flat if you're lucky. Uh, yeah. I, I winked uh, towards the microphone. I hope they came across. <laughs> yeah, that's what we capture. That's how microphones work. Yeah. Uh, um, Cameron Grimes is a fucking dickhead. I really wish they just 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 stop it. Just let him be a wrestler. He, he's a he's a, he's a comi- he's a comedy gimmick. It. He's a full comedy gimmick at this point. But like he's pushed more than th- he wins more matches than Tim Thatcher does. But he's a full comedy gimmick. It's so frustrating. Just make him a good wrestler. Why do you do? <laughs> I know why they do this to him. He has an accent that sounds funny, and so everyone thinks he's a cartoon goof. Even though he don't, it doesn't have to be that way. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, you can even have elements of like comedy. Just don't make him an explicit comedy character, which is what you've fucking done. I guess like. To summarize this match, too many comedy spots, but the big spots were good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 Johnny Gargano's fucking nickname. I've forgotten what it is already. <laughs> you did tell me what we asked the other day. <sighs> the Wednesday night. Oh, as in night. The as in Wednesday night. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. But see, Johnny Gargano is a giant dork. And that's a giantly dorky nickname. So it's I'm so thoroughly stupid. on board. Stupid! I hate it. I hate it so much. You're good meant work. to hate it, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Good work. Like um, Johnny. Bronson Regan. Sorry, go ahead. Has been so much better as he's just a dork, and it's yeah, so much better. That's than always just been like, his heel he's... character. Like that's what it was him in DG USA too. He was just like a dork who thought he was way better than he was. It's like you're not cool. You're a dork. Like he's and he wears the leather, the white leather jacket as well, thinking he's cool as Finn, but he's nowhere near cool as Finn. Yeah. so it's very funny. He's a dope, and he plays it up. Ironically, he's like what Cameron Grimes should be. It's like you're a cool guy, but you're also a bit of a dope. Mm. Um, Bronson Reed rules. His gear I'm, rules. Yeah, I'm on board with the. I'm I'm on the break Bron- yeah. Bronson energy train. I'm finally on board. He's won me over. Thick boy, thick boy, thick boy. <laughs> Which of course means he'll never be pushed. <laughs> yes. All right, we look forward to him in NXT Australia. Yeah, he's, he'll be your ace. Go Along ace. with Shane Thorne. Hell yeah, Shane Thorne. The generational rivalry of NXT or NXT AU. Oh. NXT AUS or NXT AU. Hmm. Hmm. NXT Anzac. Well... They do have plenty of people from New Zealand about plenty, I mean, Dakota Kai. And, like, there's a bunch of, like, dopes that, like, aren't real wrestlers that are there from New Zealand and Australia. They can sign Fallo. Like, like, uh, rugby boys and such. Hmm. Which, based on your love of what's-his-name, you'll probably love them. Yep. I've already forgotten his name. Rich Holland. Rich Holland. (laughs) He needs to drop the, like, stick, though. The stick is unnecessary. He doesn't even use it to bash people in the face. He could stick it to them. Hey. I hope he sticks to wrestling. <laughs> hey there. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. We already talked about this a little. My favorite spot from this match was Cole whipped McAfee <laughs> the into the steps. Uh, well, you, you can talk about the finish in a minute. But Cole whipped McAfee into the steps. And McAfee like hit the steps knee first. And he stopped for like two seconds. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And he just fell to the floor. It was very funny. I gotta admit, he did a good job for his first match. I like people. I I think he did do a good job for his first match, but people went absolutely bonkers too far yeah. that in that direction. It's like, oh, he was great. It's like Dominic Mysterio was so much better than him the next yeah. day. Oh, <laughs> that ruled. That match was so good, and he should have got like so much more credit than <laughs> Pat did. 
Like and people um, were ra- like Pat McAfee. People raved about. Like fair enough, Dominic has trained probably much longer than Pat has. Oh, Dominic's but, been training for like three years. <laughs> but and he, his father is Ray freaking Mysterio. But but like he was so much like when I watch Dominic, so it's like the, the roses we threw at Pat McAfee yesterday for having what was likely a very highly rehearsed but good match but it was mm. very basic he didn't have to sell anything he didn't he did one impressive spot which is a leap to the top and a superplex and the mm. rest was like super duper <laughs> superplex he forgot to basic. sell yes he, and he didn't sell anything he was rubbish he like he, he yeah. couldn't sell for his life which is you know he probably should and like the problem like my problem with this match i actually quite liked like the opening stages of this match adam cole just dominated him which yeah it's, it's, it's a really good story i did like that and then Pat McAfee turned the tide. And then Pat McAfee had a control segment, which I think he needed to cheat a lot more in. He controlled the match for like five minutes and he should have been like putting feet in the ropes, poking eyes, pulling hair, like doing everything he can to get like small advantages over Adam Cole instead of just like beating on him for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, he's a re- he's a fighter. The other guy's not a fighter. The fighter should not be dominated unless the other guy's cheating. And then they, yeah, well, they went into the closing stretch. <laughs> I think that was literally my problem with like this match was like, in practice, it was fine, but, like, it went 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy who was just a dude came in and fought the best guy the brand's ever had, and a guy that you've made a very explicit point in saying he is the best by mentioning that he's the longest training champion, two-time champion, all that jazz, and he goes in there and he goes 16 minutes with that guy. That makes Adam Cole look like utter shit. To just have Pat come in there and stand toe to toe with him, with like like you said, not cheating enough. It's like it's one thing if he had all of his goons in there, like taking shots for him and whatever, but he didn't. He was just going toe to toe with Adam Cole. So does that mean Pat can just go in there against Gargano now and stand a fighting chance? Go in there with Champa and stand a fighting chance? You know, what? Chuck Pat McCa- Chuck Pat in the fucking sixty minute four way now because he can clearly keep up with them. Put, Put him, him in the there. fight pit with Tim Thatcher. Yeah. Because I, I, I assume as a viewer, he can keep up with all these guys now. And my God, this finish. Oh, this finish made me angry. Because <laughs> he's just sitting there, not selling. And then Cole's like, I'm going to hit you with the... Th- oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to go to the second rope. And you're going to get up and you're going to just sit there for me, please. And he's like, oh, all right. Literally, at one point, I think with a smile on his face... <laughs> Like, Cole's just standing there, and he's, he goes from sitting and looking at Cole dead in the eyes to standing up and bending over so he can take the fucking Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> I was livid. <laughs> I was like, that was so bad. That was so bad. <laughs> you didn't, like, express to him that, hey, when you're getting up for this last move, don't just stand up and then bend over. Please, like, act like you're, like, stumbling into it or something. That was too much for him to comprehend, I guess. Anyway... Dominic Mysterio had a really good debut. <laughs> yeah, I would say those are the little things that, like, a trained wrestler would know. But, like, I don't know. I'd imagine they rehearsed this match, like, blow for blow earlier in the day. It's like, please please sell. Like, you know, also, please look like you're hurt. <laughs> if you don't think he's going to be able to sell up to it, just have Cole grab him and put him into the position for it. Mm. Don't just have him stand up and waddle over and then bend over. Yeah, Dominic Mysterio is the ace we truly need. Dominic Mysterio ruled. He had really nice like, gear, too. Legitimately, I'm very much like Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio against. Uh, I know they did it on Raw, but that doesn't exist. Against uh, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins is a match I'm like extremely looking forward to at Payback, and they better not. Uh, I'm gonna watch mess it. it up. Like you know how much of SummerSlam I watched? How much? I watched Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. You know how much of Payback I'm gonna watch? Oh, how much? 
oh, I'm going to watch Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. And also maybe Roman's return because, hey, Roman's pretty sick. You should watch uh, Charlotte against Asuka from SummerSlam. That was a very good match, too. That w- Wait, what? Charlotte? Oh, the other one. Sasha. There we go. Okay. I was like, I don't think Charlotte was there. Asuka wrestled uh, half of the four women. I just got the wrong one of the wrong four. She should wrestle all four in one night. That would probably they should just do an entire show. Asuka wrestles everybody. It's just the Asuka show. Asuka versus everybody. Yeah, uh, Io Shirai defeated Dakota Kai in a perfectly Mer- fine match. It was alright. I don't remember this, a single thing from it. Raquel no. rules. I'm, I'm the same. I was just like, this is this is okay. I was actually quite disappointed they introduced Raquel to uh, be the person that helps Dakota Kai cheat because I was kind of hoping like Dakota Kai would finally actually get a chance to actually be a wrestler. But then Raquel showed up on the freaking go home show again, and it's like, oh, this is just what this match is going to be, which is fine because they're building to Raquel against EO. I would imagine the short term, as we said, before they go into Rhea against uh, Raquel. Maybe Raquel wins the belt. Wouldn't that be funny? Anyway, I would be really into that. Sorry, Rick, D- Rick, Mel, Rick Mel Gonzalez. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Diesel Sean. Diesel wins the belt. Put the put the memes together. Yeah, uh, this match it was it was alright. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which brings us to our main event. Oh, <laughs> Keith Lee versus Karen Cross. 21, 22 minutes nearly. This was the I most can guarantee boring you match hated, I've watched. You hated time. this more than me. Oh, like. Cross is so boring. He's so boring. This so, should like, have been five minutes of Cross just beating the shit out of Lee and then winning. Of the 22 minutes that was this match, probably a good like 15 of them was Cross just doing absolutely nothing. Just sitting there. for The first the two ages. minutes really ruled and the last one minute was pretty good. <laughs> and then there was the bit in between where Cross just sat on him. For, for what seemed like an age. Like, Cross is so boring. He's a very boring... Like, he had that one blood sport match with... Uh, it was Davy Boy Smith, wasn't it? Yeah, and it ruled. Or, sorry, David Hart. The junior one, the child. Harry <laughs> Smith. Harry Smith, there you go. Uh, they had that, that very good match. And people thought Cross was good because in that very specific blood sport environment, he had that one good match. And, like, anybody that's watched him anywhere else, you watch him on Global Force Wrestling Amped, you would have seen, oh, this guy is super boring. He's just, like, really generic and not very good. But the thing, and- my, my problem with it is you can work around it, but they... Putting him in a 22-minute main event isn't how you work around it. That's what like I really bugged me about this main event is because I don't think you need to have Cross go out there and wrestle that long. It doesn't matter. Like for some reason, people have this conception now that like main events need to be 20 minutes. They need to be 15 minutes. They don't. You can just have Cross go out there and have a really banger five-minute match with Keith Lee. Just do that. Have him win, and then guess what? A he looks way better than he does here. B he doesn't get hurt because <laughs> he's not wrestling 22 minutes. Like, well, I'm pretty sure he hurt himself in like the opening shoulder block. So, <laughs> oh god damn it, Cross! I'm trying to, I'm trying to represent you here. But like, it's the whole like hiding people's flaws and accentuating like their good aspects. And it's like, why can't you just do that? Why have we given up on that aspect of wrestling now to just go? Everyone has to do the same thing, and we just cut and paste and put people in those positions. Why can't we do something a little different? Why can't we have Cross be the guy who, as champion, beats everyone in five minutes? Mm. and like eventually that gets boring but sure like wait three months down the line he can drop it to someone he just do just have him go out there and like all of his squash matches ruled just make those squash matches title matches and make them a little more competitive and boom 
I know it's a tired thing at this point, but wrestling really isn't that hard. <laughs> just it's, see what people are good at, and then do the thing that they're good at. Yeah, and Cross is not very good at wrestling. So, so the less of it he less, does, the and better. Just have it, and, <laughs> yes. and just have him be a presentation. <laughs> he is a very good-looking meme. That is his strong point. And he's NXT champion. Until, as we move on to this week's NXT, he forfeited the NXT title. Ah, uh, boy, boy. So with this one, it's like, <clears throat> I really want to give the Voices of Wrestling, mm-hmm. our wonderful patrons, I guess. Fathers. Yep. Uh, credit, because they made a really good point that I'm going to quickly Google. Quick, distract them with vamping. Yeah, so NXT opened with Killer Cross and Scarlet. Scarlet, Coming to the ring, full fall and pray. They did their entire entrance, and then Cross is like, oh, I have a... Okay, yeah, go on. Okay, so I'm going to read the tweet verbatim, because I just think it really summarizes everything that was that's wrong with NXT kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Karrion Cross having to vacate the NXT title due to injury two weeks after summoning fire to blind his opponent is why we always say you need to stay in slash create a consistent universe in wrestling. At least when Taker would go away for surgery in the 90s, he would die, get buried or rise to heaven or whatever the fuck. It was shit, but at least it was consistent. I read that and I was like, that is such a perfect point for this. You have the big... St- That's like if Alistair Black like, was the title and he was this demon man, blah, 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 and he just comes down and goes, my foot hurts, sorry, bye. Yeah. It's like, it, like it's... you can write them off in a similar manner that like their character works. Like, you don't need to... Or like just have him be like cool guy who comes down and beats people up. Don't have him have smoke and fire and a demon mistress. And like, even if, even if he's the cool guy that comes out and beats people up, I don't like him as the guy that walks out and like, my shoulder hurts, I'm giving up the title. That feels like so far away from a thing his character should do. Like, he should be stripped of the title. As you said, he should be killed and disappear. Like, he is not the guy who should be like, I'm in pain, I give up. That's that's not his character. Or at the very least, don't have him on screen. Just have Scarlet give it up. You already have an out with having a manager who can be like, forced to do it for him. And he should be furious at the idea. He should be furious at the idea of having to give up this championship. Like, angry at it. If you're going to do it, have him come out there in the same like thing with the sling and whatever. Have him have the titans and have him go, they're making me give it up. And then say, have him go like, no, I don't want to give it up. This is stupid. I'm not giving up. And then have a bunch of security run out. He runs through security. Boom, boom, boom. And then at one point, someone just grabs the title and takes it back away from him. Make him like, having him just go, here you go. <laughs> It's yeah. so stupid when you could just... It's, it, it must be a sign of just creative bankruptcy that you just can't think of an interesting way for a guy to get rid of a title so you just have him come out there and go, sorry, I'm hurt, bye. But like that's the, that's the thing they've always done, though. It's like Shawn Michaels comes out and I lost my smile. It's like the guy that gives the big emotional promo. It's like Edge did it as well. He gave the big emotional promo. And they can't... You can't like, they, and uh, that, that worked. Shawn Michaels... <laughs> there were circumstances there. But Edge... It worked more or less for Edge's character. And Edge is a better promo. But yeah, this guy who's like this unstoppable killer is going to walk out and say, Boo-boo, my shoulder hurts. I'm giving up this belt I just won. And I'm like, that's 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 not what he should do. That's really not what he should do on any level. Like he shouldn't have been on screen to give this up. Or if he was, as you said, if he was, he should have been killing people and mad at it. He should have been mad. He should have been mad okay. here. Imagine if this exact segment, right, was replaced with two people. Okay, I'm gonna give you the scenario. Mm-hmm. Lance Archer wins the AEW World Title, and he gets hurt in the match. And the next night on Dynamite, 
Lance Archer comes out in a button-up with Jake the Snake behind him looking sad. And he goes, I have to give up the title because I'm hurt, but I'll be back. And he puts the belt in the ring and leaves. Do you think that makes sense for Lance Archer's character? No. So did you think it makes sense for Carrion Cross Demon Summoner? No. <laughs> Fallen Prey? <laughs> cult Man to do that? No, it doesn't. It's like, you know, Lance would do exactly what I just described. <laughs> he would have Jake, like Jake would be like, oh, come on, we have to give it up. And then he'd be like, no, and tearing through everyone on the way out. That's how, our lasting impression shouldn't have been, oh, poor Carrion. Our lasting impression should have been, yeah, that motherfucker's going to come back and he's going to kill everyone until he gets that title back. This wasn't good, yeah. I'm, I'm just, Kai is, think, like, try. That's it, really, I always, I just want someone to try instead of doing this crap. I just want more than the effort I put in when I'm booking five TW shows in a row. Yes. Like, you have weeks in between your shows to think of different ideas. Like, I, for me, it's fine, because, you know, I skip directly to the next show. It takes me 30 seconds. I have to do something that's very similar and generic. You have weeks, weeks to think of it. It's like, even if, in this case, you saw it was the next night or the two nights after or whatever, or four or five, you still had enough time to think of more than just he goes up and gives it up and looks sad. Mm. <sighs> Rizango just... defeated Imperium Oof. to become NXT oh, World Oh, yeah, Tag another thing I fucking loved. <laughs> I, thought th- I thought they had a good match. Oh, yeah, they had a good match. <laughs> the match wasn't the point. You're not a Why fan is... of Breezango? No, you know no. what? The fact that they were like, Breezango, this is their first ever championship at WWE. Both of them. Johnny Curtis signed his WWE development deal in 2006. Breeze, uh, uh, Tyler Breeze has been around since 2010. That is a combined between them. 24 <laughs> years in Garrett, WWE and this is their first championship Garrett, the retired Wade Barrett classmate of Johnny Curtis <laughs> was on commentary for his first title win like they were like oh he's it's his first like such a burial they shouldn't even bring it up they shouldn't even mention that that's his first title because it's such a burial that this guy has been in WWE system. He's been on television since like 2009. So it's not like he's <laughs> been in developmental. Like he's been on major television for over a decade and this is his first championship win. <laughs> it's like, what? what? So, Think of how many things he has done to never win a title. And th- like the bar for win- this isn't like 1990, uh, 1989 WWF. You know, where, like, stars win the Intercontinental title and stars win the world title. And even, mm. like, go- only good teams really win. Not, maybe not only good teams, but mostly good teams only win the tag titles. This is 2020 WWE where they throw belts at everybody. Literally yeah. everybody wins the belt at some stage. And the freaking Tyler Breeze and Fandango has spent a cumulative 24 years in this. Co- 24 years, Liam, without winning a championship. <laughs> and I don't even want them to win this belt. That's the thing. Poor it's Imperium. Like, Poor Imperium. They have Imperium. the shittiest raid. Imperium, and they rule. And they're so good. Why would you date the belts off of them? Because they won the belts. Then they kind of disappeared off TV for a while. They came back to have a match with freaking Undisputed Era in which the entire point of the match was Pat McAfee. And then they lost the belts. They lost the belts to a team that are going to be a transitional team to lose it to Phantasma. <laughs> uh, to, to DJZ and freaking Raul Mendoza. Which, by the way, I'd be really happy for them to win it. <laughs> well, at least that might be the end game. <laughs> Knowing that, they'll just end up freaking 
Knowing Beat that in beating the years, Gatorade up in Tasman. <laughs> in 24 years, DJZ will win the IC title and it'll be his first title in the company. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> 24 cumulative years between them without a championship win. And they bring that up as if it's like, this is a monumental moment. And it's so not! <laughs> no, A, it just makes the brand look like shit. Because it's like, look at all these old fucks who are still hanging out on the cool <laughs> youngster brand. Like, these are guys who should be on the Raw and SmackDown <laughs> with tag titles. Like, But the whole, like, the fact that NXT is not the cool hip thing that it pretends to be. That's a tired discussion at this point, I suppose. Listen, speaking of cool and hip, Damien Priest was still partying from his championship win. Yeah, actually, Damien Bre- Priest is just Alistair Black who fucks. Yeah. Yeah, and it rules. Tim That's why Damien Priest is That's the what coolest. Tim Thatcher is, is. He's mad. He's jealous. This is, an, this is a, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, <laughs> the Chad versus the Virgin meme. This is what yeah. this is. Finn Balor wishes he could be as cool as Damien Priest. Oh. So does Karrion Cross. I like how... I think at this point, every generation of NXT has had to have the cool, spooky guy. <laughs> like, there's one gimmick that Triple H cannot live without. It's the cool, spooky man. You gotta have your The Ascensions. You gotta have your Damien Priest. Your The Demons. You gotta have your Carrion Crosses. Your Alistair Blacks. You gotta have, like, three iterations of The Ascension, by the way. <laughs> Not mm. even just one. Uh, it's just... We gotta have a cool... Uh, Baron Corbin... <laughs> Like, you gotta have everyone... Anyone... There has to be a guy who has slicked back hair and a cool jacket. That's all that's you like, need as a wrestler, though, to be fair. That's the necessity of NXT. You want to get over an NXT? That's the kit. And even Tommaso Ciampa is now Alistair Black adjacent. Is he? Yeah, the, like, he's like wilderness Alistair Black. Okay. Karrion Cross is Alistair Black if Alistair Black was in a committed relationship. <laughs> Damien Priest was... If Alistair Black went to nightclubs instead of cult parties. <laughs> so, I think this is just... You know how there's, like, the whole Kevin Bacon thing? Right. This is a new, this is a new variant where it's just degrees of Alistair Black in NXT. Yeah. Five degrees of Tommy End, yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnny Gargano was Tommy End if his parents loved him. <laughs> so, it's like... <laughs> he's, he's rich Tommy End. So yeah, there's just uh, I every time I look at an NXT character now, I just wonder how many degrees away from Alistair Black are they? Uh, Tommaso Ciampa killed Jake Atlas. He's back on the show. He beat him yeah, up some of, more after the match. Of, it's kind of ruled though, but it's like remember when Jake Atlas had like an actual part on this show and not just guy who got beat up? Yeah, that's but he's a cruiserweight, so they just send them out to die. Mm. Uh, I'm, I like that Ciampa has gear again. Yeah. He, the man, like, goes through, like, look changes at every second. Mm. Um, and, of course, beating Jake Atlas in 50 seconds does make you credible enough to put you in a title match. Out of to nowhere, be fair, after being, aw- like, after being away for two months, it's cool. No, let's I'll, just beat I'll, Jake Atlas. They, they didn't anticipate their champion being injured. He wasn't just going to become number one. I'll give them a pass on that because it's extraordinary. Okay, then make it a three-way with the three people who have been here. But Adam Cole freaking went toe-to-toe with Pat McAfee after losing well, the belt. Does he deserve I don't, a title shot? I don't think Adam Cole's going to be in that title shot. Well, he still got, he still put in the match, though. Yes. Johnny Gargano also hasn't been particularly pushed very hard recently. Yeah, it's... <laughs> People it's really extraordinary circumstances. Match. It's fine. <laughs> People are really shitting on that match, but, like, maybe with four of them, it won't make me want to smash my head into my desk repeatedly. I think that match will be shockingly good. 
Yeah, I think they're going to... I mean, it's going to be gonna... terrible. You shouldn't watch it. You should watch Eric Young and Eddie Edwards instead. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, I know which show I'll be watching. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that match is fine. <laughs> like it's, I think it's going to be, like you said, a lot better than people expected. Or it'll be like, you know, one final beat-off and it'll suck. I don't. I think they'll just do shitloads of stuff for sixty minutes. It'll probably be like there'll probably be parts of it that are boring. Someone will look at their hands. <laughs> just you wait. They're gonna go backstage at NXT and it's gonna turn into a cinematic match for thirty minutes. That will be very upsetting. Uh, uh, okay. Um, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen Balor go that long. How do you think he's gonna fare in the sixty-minute bracket? I th- like he has very many abs. I'm sure they'll carry him through. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a decrepit old man now. That's but there's four of them, so he can sit in the floor uh, for 15 minutes at any given okay. time. Fair, fair, fair. I wonder if he'll get like a tattoo of a Kirby or something while he's down there. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Kirby's Kirby rules. I, I finished Actually, Kirby Superstar this week. Good you know, I said that, and then like I immediately was like, I should get a Kirby tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not trying to be pew pew shooty man. <laughs> Uh, Tegan Knox still has issues with Candice LeRae, I guess. That's a thing they're still doing. Okay. <laughs> Go, Tegan. Go get her. Bronson Reed slapped Austin Theory in the face. Oh, stand there. All right, uh, just uh, go back and listen to the thing yeah, I was just saying, said about Velveteen uh, Dream and just pretend he said Austin yeah. Theory in the same yeah, spot every time. Just copy-paste that segment and put it right here. <laughs> anyway, wait, I'll give you a clean one. <clears throat> Austin Theory. There you go. Theory. I'm giving you three. Theory. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. There you go. And you can just splice those in there over the top of Velveteen Dream or Dream. You gotta give me a mad one. Austin Theory. There you go. go. (laughs) I'm definitely gonna do that. Um, Yeah, at least he got slapped in the face. At least someone's like, I I, I disrespect you, Pedo Man. Like, who's it gonna be that's gonna like start taking liberties (laughs) with these guys? Tim. Tim is just gonna kill them. Uh, It's just like, just wait until Strong (laughs) and Dream are in the same match again. Uh, Mia Yim lost to Shotzi Blockhart. Yeah, it's all a little match. Nice little sprint. Shotzi looked I bad. hate Shotzi. <laughs> She's she mean, did run over and she, to and Robert she keeps Stone hurting again. my boy Robert Stone, and I don't she appreciate it. She ran him it. over again. I he just... does not deserve this. Also, he's like real ballsy for taking this getting run over thing <laughs> multiple times. I'm sh- I'm sure the tank is made out of plastic. <laughs> yeah, but st- I still feel like that would hurt. <laughs> like over your ankle or something, just break it. He's a pro. Especially like, especially with this one. She like ran over him from behind. Like up at the back of his calf. <laughs> mm. But um, this was a match. Yes. Uh, Mia is very clearly on the way down. Shotzi is on the way up. As much as somebody can be up and down in the NXT Women's Division. Which is well, the most 50-50 division I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Until they get their title shot. And then it's like for four months they're killer. <laughs> Not four yep. months, four weeks. <laughs> It's a strange uh, division. We, we got the announcement of the 60-minute Iron Man match. Yes, next week it will God, be. I dreaded this when they said it, though. I gotta admit. Like, now with some, like, time away from the announcement, I'm a little more into it. But when they announced it, I was just like, no, 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 no. William Regal obviously just watches Impact. He got inspiration from Jordan Grace against Deanna Parazzo. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I do want to watch it, though. 
Yeah, I think that they'll they'll have a good match next week. I'd, I'd be very surprised if this match isn't at least good. It's, yeah, because... But you know there's going to be a moment where DIY, they're both on the side of the ring, and Finn's in the middle, and they both just look at each other. They chuck up their little dumb Finn thing that they do, and they're going to run at it, and they're going to embrace. And Johnny's going to be like, yeah, we're together again. And Champa's going to slowly turn to him, and he's going to murder him in the ring, rip his head off. Yeah, good. I like that stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Bet. Um, yeah. Santos Escobar defeated Isaiah Scott Swerve with a loaded mask. He headbutted him with his fancy loaded mask. There you go. I don't remember anything from this. It, it was, was. I remember. I remember like watching it and thinking that was good, but couldn't tell you a single thing about it. I don't know. Escobar just he doesn't do it for me. I like Scott though. I enjoy Scott. I, I think Scott's real good. He needs to go back to his old gear though, and I like this three-length tight steel. Yeah. So I don't mind. Who's who's Escobar going on to next? It's probably Scott again. <laughs> Spud? <laughs> no, Spud's know. getting beaten up by Killian Dane. That's true. Oh god, that's oh god. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, who else? Kushida maybe? Kushida would make sense, I guess. Sure. He's not doing anything else in the show. It'll be different this time, I swear. Kushida will be back, and you win matches. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Drake Maverick, and actually, I actually quite liked this match while it lasted. Yeah. This match ruled. <clears throat> it was like a, it was a three-minute match. Spud was fiery. Says Kyle ended up killing him and strapped him in a knee bar and tapped him out. Very good stuff. I'll, I'll take this opportunity to give you my prediction for next oh, sure. week. Um, I don't think Adam Cole will be in that Iron Man match. Okay. I think Kyle O'Reilly will be in that Iron Man match. Whoa. I think they're going to do a some sort of whodunit thing because they love to do their whodunits. And I think Kyle's going to end up taking Cole's place. And I think Kyle's going to end up winning the match. So then Cole goes babyface, feuds with Kyle O'Reilly. That's your... Yeah. That, actually, that would be a very good main event program to carry us through the next few months and take over. Because like yeah, Undisputed then, Era, despite the weird babyface turn they did for Pat McAfee, were very much yeah, heels they're here. They're straight up heels here, yeah. So I think they're going to do a thing where... Either Roddy or Bobby will start siding with Cole. Then eventually they'll do a tag between the two. That person will turn on Cole. Ba-ba-ba-ba-boom. We end up with Kyle leading Undisputed Era versus Cole at some sort of takeover. Kyle wins, retains. Cole is off to SmackDown. That would be good. They should do that. So they're not going to. <laughs> yep, but hey, I hopefully there's a book of listening and they'll employ me for my great ideas. After the match, Undisputed Era beat up Spud before uh, Killian Dane made the save, and everyone knew that was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, big baby face, Killian Dane, do it. <laughs> before then, Killian Dane also beat up Drake Maverick. Oh. So we're getting a Drake Maverick against Killian Dane feud on this WWE NXT show. But like, we'll probably get Killian Dane versus Roddy first or something, and that'll probably rule because Roddy's like the best. I don't. I think they're just gonna move straight on to Dane and Maverick. Oh, that would suck. I did like, though, that like they jumped Maverick a couple of weeks ago, and then, you know, he at least got the match against Kyle O'Reilly. You know, it's mm. not like they completely dropped it. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to our main event. It, was it just me? Or, like, when this match went to the ring in the main event, I was like, what's the main event of this show? And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, it's this? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had that when they had, like, the little uh, insert promo thing earlier in the show between someone in this match. I was like, oh, that's the main event, huh? Yeah, cool. so there you go. Um, 
Ramel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defeated Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley after Gonzalez defeated Rhea Ripley after Mercedes Martinez interfered to drop Io off the apron or drop Rhea off the apron. Who did she drop off the apron? Rhea. Yeah, Rhea off the apron. There we go. So was, uh, I don't. Again, I can't tell you a single thing about this match. Like I don't didn't I didn't hate anything, but it's like I don't remember anything. Like it was forgettable. There you go. That's our episode of NXT. Yep. I don't know. It wasn't the worst. That's some good matches. No. It's pretty decent. <laughs> There's only the two segments that I'm very upset about. The cross and the tag. Well, actually, no, I'm fine. I'm actually more fine with the tag title change than you are. I don't care with the NXT tag division that much, so I'm, I'm just fine with them putting see, it on Bring Tango. See, that... Okay. The reason I, I do care about that tag team title match is because I think the tag team division, when it's actually... You know, the matches themselves, there's obviously there's not that much story. There should be way more story for the division, but the matches themselves are like the tentpole of NXT. They're the most consistent thing. That's why I care. And that's why I liked Imperium as champs, because I really thought they were going to get to do that again. <laughs> to the times of old, to the times of uh, British Strong Style and Red Dragon and such. Mm. Or Kings of Strong Kyle, rather, I suppose, at that point. So, yeah, and then there's a cross thing, bad. But that takes us to AEW Dynamite, which we will go through pretty quickly. Uh, FTR beat Private Party, the match was fine, I don't care. Um, alright, Jesus. <laughs> do you have anything else to say? No. No, actually, no, I, I do I do have something else to say. They were like, oh, Tully Blanchard is like getting Bill Belichick as your coach. It's like, Tully Blanchard has been manager of Sean Spears for a year. Sean Spears <laughs> who loses all of his matches. So let's um, not try and pretend like Tully Blanchard is some super... He makes a ton of sense to put him at FTR. But stop trying to present him as this super coach who's been coaching yeah. this loser for a year. I like how you can automatically see Tully be way more into managing FTR than he was with Spears. Yeah. Like, he, he seems like, yeah, he's like, I know, I'm with a real act now. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to try. He's, um, he's actually so, been one of the better promos on the show, other than... So with know. this gauntlet, are we going to break it down match by match, or are we going to... The gauntlet's next week. We're still on this week. Oh, shit, we haven't done the first AEW, have we? Yeah, this is the show, Rod. FDR against oh, Private Party. <laughs> this is really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> John Moxley oh, did a promo okay. on MJF. Sorry, okay, we went all three NXT shows in a row and now we're doing two AEW. I thought we were going to go NXT AEW one week, take over NXT AEW the second week. Okay, I'm back into it. We covered three NXT shows in a row! How are you still confused? I just assumed that we did AEW at one point. Uh, John Moxley, good promo. MJF, bad promo. I apologize. I apologize, guys. Alright, Lucha Bros and Air Phoenix against the the Fortune and the Blade against Nerds. Okay, so, one. Hey, we gave NXT a, a full hour. We can give AEW some time. We don't need to rush through it. Listen, we're fifty-eight minutes in. I'm, 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 and we're going to if we're going to go blow by blow in the next AEW show. This this two weeks ago show, we're just blowing through. Okay, cool. can I get some points out while we're doing? Go it? on. Do you have any takes? MJF bad. Moxley good. Nerds one and FTR against Pirate Party. Eh, there you go. Do you have anything else? Okay. Uh, Elite Dark Order stuff was good. I like Hobbs and Allen. We're not on the, that we, yet. Are we? Oh, I thought we were going with skipping through everything. We are, but we're still talking about the stuff we were talking about. Are we? <laughs> okay, so we're up to the Lucha Bros. Everything else fine. MJF, good. That's oh, it. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> MJF, good. That's it. Stinks. Then we got, he actually stinks. I'm sick of him. I'm going to bury him in the next show. But... And then we got Death Pentagram. <laughs> Death Pentagram indeed. Eddie Kingston's there winking. I like Eddie Kingston when he's winking. Eddie Kingston's great. I'm glad he's, he's a man on the with show. a plan. Um, I'm very curious to see where this goes. I don't think he's going to end up with all these guys for very long. It's a very weird stable. 
Well, the idea is like he's he's winking and he has plans and he's 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 nodding at the camera. So so who's his end game? That's the thing. It's gonna be LAX. It should be LAX. But then they have to like show some sort of dissension with LAX and Jericho at some point. It should be actually no. He should lead a stable of the Lucha Bros and Private Party, or not Private Party, Proud and Powerful, the other PMP. I I don't think he can have two tag teams. Can't he? He already he has two tag teams right now. That's and I don't think it's gonna last. (laughs) Or what he's gonna do is he's gonna turn one of these teams on the other. So he's gonna turn the Lucha Bros on the Butcher and the Blade. If he turns anyone, he should turn the Lucha Bros. Yes. But yeah, and then cool. All right, keep running through everything. Mimosa Mayhem is coming up, but freaking, I hate this. All right, look, we talked about, I think, maybe it was just me by myself, or maybe this was the last episode we did together, but we talked about what's next for Orange Cassidy. It's like, you've done the big serious turn. You've done the moment where he's like, he's suddenly taking something seriously. So it's like, what's next for him? And they're like, all right, we're going to continue the Chris Jericho thing, and we're going to do a meme match. And I'm like, really? That's what's next for Orange Cassidy? That's what you're going to pivot to next for Orange Cassidy after you did the thing? And it's like WWE nonsense that everything, because his name is Orange, everything they do with him has to be Orange. So he has to do mimosa matches and be beaten up by oranges and drop orange juice from the sky. And it's rubbish. But like, these two should be having like a Texas death match at All Out. Something gritty, something violent. There should be blood. There should be a wild brawl. It shouldn't be who could dump each other in a tank of orange juice and that's the natural progression of this feud that's the the like they've gone from meme to serious back to meme that's the opposite of how things like this should work it's stupid and i hate it all right what if i told don't you, you defend the mimosa mayhem match i will fight what if you I, what if i told you this was a serious meme no there is no such thing as serious memes aha uh-huh. we're exploring new territory here brother and like we're, we're talking about this in the next show, but like it was a really cool end of the show where we're freaking mostly because they were freaking running out of time. But Orange Cassidy yeah, sprinted across the stage and attacked Chris Jericho. They went off the air, and if that was the build to our freaking, as I said, it should be a Texas death match. That's that's the right stipulation where where they're they, it's gonna they're gonna kill each other. These two, they're sick of it. He's serious, and he's sick of all the orange shite. And they're gonna absolutely destroy each. No, they're gonna dunk each other in a tank of orange juice. <laughs> Okay, what if this happens? What if they have a really serious bloody brawl and they beat the fuck out of each other, but it ends with Jericho getting thrown into the mimosa? <laughs> and he's like, he's in there and he's covered in blood. He's got cuts all over him. He's just screaming because all the citrus is getting into his cuts. <laughs> and then the mimosa turns red with his blood. Yes! Alright, see, this is a great idea. You're all in on the mimosa match now, right? I hate it. It's stupid. Damn. Uh... I... I'm not. I don't love it, but I also don't care. <laughs> I, don't, so. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, if or if they didn't do the serious pivot with Orange Cassidy, I'd be like, all right, it's more Orange Cassidy yeah. memes. But they did the serious pivot, and then they went back to the memes. That's stupid. Yeah. I yeah, I don't care. I really, I don't care. <laughs> I'll watch it and I'll be like, huh. I just really hope we haven't set a precedent with. Um, stadium Stampede that every pay-per-view now needs one meme match. Oh, well, you know we have. It's the same. WWE are doing the same thing. Everything has a, every, every one of their shows has a meme match too. Yeah, I don't want that though. So No, it's stop. very bad. No, no, stop doing that, please. No, they really should. I know should. you're listening, Kenny. <laughs> I know you're listening to this show while you're watching SmackDown. Uh, speaking of Kenny, did you Kenny, see oh my God, the did you see I did see that. It was very good. <laughs> and he did tweet about it. It's funny as that though. Uh, you're just sitting there like, oh yeah, alright, Roman, big dog, let's go. Dirter, dirter. Kenny versus Roman would literally kill me. 
It would be a very good match. Roman's a heel now, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm into yeah. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch just Roman segments and just Dominic Mysterio segments. To read the Barry Lads tweets today. Do WWE really think a top guy coming back from an extended absence, beating up two monster heels on uh, on his own with cool moves and wearing a wreck everybody and leave shirt is a heel? He turned off a prize because uh, this is rhetorical and the business is doomed. And I very much agree. It's very stupid. That's like, this is his heel turn. You finally yeah. made him a badass and we're supposed to boo him. That's the thing is like, this is his heel turn, but it's exactly the thing that everyone has been asking for for like four years to make him a baby face. But like, it's so disappointing that there's not a crowd because like the crowd would have went ape shit for him. Yeah, they would be so into it. Yeah. And I, I, I hope he punches... Braun's stupid bold head off and I hope he rips the fiend's mask off and shoves it down his throat and just like, like stomps them off and then kills <laughs> Heyman while he's at it I mean he's a Heyman guy he's not going to kill Heyman yes he does um, I hope I hope that the end game of this is a big Brock Roman tag team run where they win the belts and they make a main event belts imagine them like them against the street but who are those Smackdown tag team champions I don't even know is it still Cesaro and Nakamura Shinsuke and Cesaro which actually well, that'd probably be pretty good <laughs> it probably would be pretty good uh, speaking of pretty good tag team matches Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeated the, Dar- the Dork Order uh, perfectly fine little match Kenny's turning I'm heel all- again I'm all in on the Dork Order uh, I don't watch BTE so I refuse the BTE bit has transformed onto their on screen bit and I'm all in on it baby the uh, uh, characters on AEW are basically like characters on Aaron Sorkin shows, where it's like they all sound the same. But Aaron Sorkin is like uh, policy wonk, weird, fast talking dialogue, and everyone on AEW eventually becomes a BTE bit. Yeah, as it should be. <laughs> this whole <laughs> show is one long BTE bit. That's true. Uh, Darby Allen. The whole company is literally a BTE bit. Darby Allen defeated Will Hobbs. Nice little match. Yeah, I also Will like Will Hobbs. If he's not uh, signed, he should be signed. Uh, Team Taz came out. Uh, Ricky Starks did a Darby impression, which I thought was dumb, but then he was serious, and I thought it was good. Serious. It was pretty. Dumb. It was pretty funny, to be fair. I thought it was like, uh, but I don't care. <laughs> I, he did do a I like turtles bit, so I can appreciate the classic two thousand and six <laughs> YouTube humor. There you go. But yeah, yeah, when when he actually cut the series promo, I thought it was much better. But yes, that's not a match at all out for reasons I will never understand. Because they're all going to be in the casino battle royal. Yes, why? <laughs> Yo, okay. I agree. This pay per view has no matches built. Yeah. And the one okay. good, well built match isn't on the. Sh- this is like me and freaking Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley all over again. Where yes. I watch these shows and I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's good build. Uh, you know, oh, I'll get my payoff on the forty dollar pay per view. Uh, no, they're in the battle royal. <laughs> oh, no, they're main eventing dynamite with a tables match. Um, before we get That's to next like, week. Yes, I want to say one nice thing. Say you're running nice thing. The quality of performer in the Casino Battle Royal from the last one to this one has skyrocketed. Isn't Brian Cage in both? You went from a bunch of dopes <laughs> to Pentagon, Phoenix, Kingston, Cage, Starks, Darby. <laughs> like I just, I just appreciate that the level of uh, quality of performer has really gone up for this year's Battle Royal, and also gives me more than one person who I think could win. Yay, we can put all their good wrestlers in the match style that never has any good matches. Uh. Alright, well, it's been a good podcast, guys. 
just gonna head off. Let Garrett finish this one for you. And uh, challenge Cheetah. Very nice of the NWA to build up a woman for AEW's pay per view. Yeah, to lose and then maybe get signed away from them. God forbid they can't do it themselves. Uh, But Thunder Rosa against Cheetah is a cool match. I've never seen a Thunder Rosa match. I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is probably. Is this the first time you've seen Power? Oh, no. Next week would have been the Power package. Was that the first time you've seen NWA Power? I, I watched Kingston's promos on Power, but that's it. Alright. Uh, Eva Lee and Diamante defeated Brandy Rhodes and Ali to win the AW Meh. Deadly Draw Women's Tag Team Tournament. And I, I thought, decent little match. Yeah. I like this match. Yeah. I, I don't know what the point of this tournament was. Other I liked Eva Lee and Diamante a lot, though. Yeah, and Eva Lee is one of the better wrestlers in this division, and Eva Lee against Sheeta should be a match they do. But, like, what's the what was the point of this tournament? <laughs> um, To give Brandy something to do. Okay. Uh, main event, the best thing on AEW Dynamite in months and months and months and months and months. Brody Lee killed Cody. He murdered yes. him. He destroyed him. He absolutely massacred him. Cody bar- Cody got a flurry in at the start. and then, No, he did, didn't even get a flurry in. He got pushed off. Yeah, but he, he, went, he went for it. And then he, uh, Cody, uh, Brody cut him he off. He didn't connect with anything, him. though. He killed him. He beat the God. shit out of him and he pinned him. He's the new this TNT championship. Then uh, Cody did a the, 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 the door order celebrated. Uh, yes. the, the, the Cody did a stretcher job. He knocked him off the stretcher and yes, dumped the old did. remains of the TNT title on top of his dead corpse as he's yes. the new TNT champion. This Liam, this is good things. This is the reason I am not, I am not settling for less with AEW Dynamite. I am not settling for a mediocre show with bad stories that go nowhere and everything happens for no reason. When this this, this is yes. what we could get from this yes. television show. Yes. A good match with urgency and story. Fair enough, they actually they didn't really build Brody Lee to this moment very well. But that's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll stick Whatever. with the good stuff. <laughs> like this, this is what this show can be. So I'm not going to settle for a shitty show with MJF doing shitty ass campaign promos when this is what this show can be. Anna Jay choking out Brandy on the corpse of her husband. Yeah, like like this is a hot angle. This had, had everything AEW has been missing all summer, and like it's, as I said, this is the reason I'm not gonna settle for. Le- I'm not gonna be one of these people who is, who justifies Queen every Slayer. shitty thing AEW Let's does and, and talks it away because this yes. is what this show can look like, and this is dark what this show should look order. like. Though also uh, people who were like, oh, look at the Dark Order when they were December, like they've still mostly been shit in between. This is like the first good TV Dark Order segment ever, but still. <laughs> And the next week one also ruled. But we'll get to that. Uh, half of it ruled. I didn't like the first time. Um, I, I don't want the evil cult doing comedy bits on television. It's yeah, no, but it's good. <laughs> but this, this, good, good television. Good. Do this, Ace. Good. Stop being bad. Be good. This is good. Do this. All right. Before we go into the next episode of AEW. Yeah. Uh, we should give our winner for the first week because we've talked about two weeks of the show now. Uh, we, we've only done one poll though the only poll I did was the meme poll so. so I hope that we as a team here can come up with the same answer then otherwise they're screwed so the poll so, for this week was which show did you prefer tonight NXT or NXT the options were NXT NXT or dot 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 wait a minute dot 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 yeah. wait a minute one with 92% of the vote NXT would never win a poll they really won't okay boom First week of NXT, the go home to take over versus this episode of AEW. Uh, probably this episode of AEW. Yeah, let me look at the things that are on this. Yeah, this is, we'll go with this episode of AEW. Yes. This well, this episode of AEW didn't have Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. 
And it also had Brody Lee and Cody being the sickest. So AW wins. Good angles. Do this more, AW. Stop being bad. Be good. Garrett, I want you to pick a number between 1 and 300. 862. I said 1 and 300. <laughs> 162. Give me one. Vamp. Vamp, damn it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like People are like, oh, you're being grumpy and you're being cranky. No, the show isn't, hasn't been very good. Everything has happened for no reason. It's just been killing time. And this is a hot angle on a hot TV show that I want. That, like, this is what this show used to be. It used to be filled with this stuff. And it's, they just lost their way over the All summer. Right. They, they, they lost that sense of urgency. They lost that sense that what happens on this show should matter. Instead of just doing, we're just going to do a Kenny and Hangman tag title match this week. For no reason whatsoever other than just yep. to fill the television time. Yeah. All right. Garrett, I'm going to give you a trivia question. Okay. And you're going to answer it. Is this the new bit you said you were going to do? Yep. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, 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 before we recorded, Liam was like, I'm going to do a new bit. Do you want to know what it is? It's like, no, we'll do it live. Okay, I have opened up my WWE encyclopedia, updated and expanded <laughs> the definite guide to WWE. And I've opened it, it up to page sure. 163. Okay. Does it say definitive? It does. Um, I'm going to ask you a question based on this page that I've opened up, and you are mm-hmm. going to answer it. <clears throat> Garrett, in February 7th, 1992... Before I was born. IRS and the Million Dollar Man defeated who to win the World Tag Team Championships? It's obviously Demolition. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, this whole bit relies on you getting the answer right. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's the, like nineties WWE history isn't my thing. Sorry, Liam. Well, it was the Legion of Doom. <laughs> there you go. Oh no. Well, it's real demolition then, not knockoff demolition. Aha. Uh-huh. And that was the bit. Every week, <laughs> I trivia. A random page of the encyclopedia updated and expanded the definitive guide to WWE. Um. And we will answer a random trivia question. Maybe I'll get one right some week. AEW Dynamite this week began with the gauntlet match. Uh, decent first match with QT Marshall and Banger. Dustin Rhodes. Boring second match with uh, the best friends and, and the, the Young Bucks. Weirdly. Yeah, went to an end. But what happened in that match? Hmm. All right. Hangman Page. He's turning. Um, hmm. So uh, yeah, he grabbed who's Nick? He grabbed Nick's leg, didn't he? Yes. And then Matt got rolled up to allow best friends to advance. So yeah, but Dre, he, I, I, I actually don't like. We didn't mention it the last week, but FTR got in Hangman's ear, being like, "Why would you want to wrestle the Young Bucks?" It's like because he beat them. He should want to wrestle the Young Bucks. He, they, they won against the Young. Why would he fear I, the Young Bucks? The I, well, the idea is that they're playing on the fact that like Hangman has no self confidence. But they won. Yeah, even though they won. It, it's Hangman, and he's like, yeah, I won. I, I won. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. But FTR are a higher-ranked team than the Young Bucks. Surely he should fear, if he has no self-confidence, he should fear FTR more than he Yeah, but the they're constantly in his ear, like, oh, man, you're so good. It's all right. You can pick us. <laughs> no. no uh, the thing like about that. this this turn... I watched The Dark Knight yesterday, and like, like uh, <laughs> Harvey Dent is lying in the bed, mad that his, his love of life got killed, and then Joker just walks into him has one conversation with him. Walks into Har- him? <laughs> he wa- yeah, he walks into the, the hospital room dressed as a nurse. And he has one conversation with Harvey Dent. And suddenly Harvey Dent wants to murder children. And I'm like, yes. no, stop it. That's not the way this works. And the same, the same thing here, where the FDR have one conversation with him. And he doesn't want to be- face the team that he's already beaten. So it's like, Garrett. I don't know. That's I don't um, like that. But yeah, they're doing the turn. I also don't like that they're doing the turn. 
unfortunately, uh-huh. you broke one of the cardinal rules of the podcast. Which is? Um, it's written here in the official Wednesday War Games Encyclopedia update and expanded the definitive guide to Wednesday War Games. Um, unfortunately, every time you mention Heath Ledger's Joker, you oh. have to do a Joker impression. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Why so serious? There you go. <laughs> That's really I don't good. Like his, I don't like his. I don't like his Joker that much. It's. I don't like the voice. But anyway. all right. Well, listen, there's no need for you to be more wrong. So. So I, uh, I did the impression. Are you happy, Liam? Yeah, actually, I am. It really made my day. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so Hangman screwed over the box, and I, I don't want him to turn. I think this I like this turn, turn is really forced. Yeah, I don't want him to turn. Like he's a good. Ba- the point of the like the first year of AEW on TNT. Like my biggest takeaway is the redemption of Hangman Page as a babyface. I don't want him to turn. Like that's. I think that's the biggest plus of this show in the yeah. ten months they've been running so far, nearly eleven. And yeah, I don't want him to turn. And they're still teasing the Kenny turn. So like. The, the match at All Out is going to be Heels FTR against Hangman Page kind of turning and Kenny yeah. kind of turning. It's like, what kind yeah. of match is this? <laughs> I don't know anymore, man. I'm just going to watch it. It'll probably be a really good match. And then afterwards, Hangman will clothesline Kenny's face off or something. Mm. And then Kenny mm. will be cleaner. He'll do the, <laughs> the duty dudes. So Kenny and... will get attacked and it will somehow be a double heel turn. Yeah, it's going to trigger in his brain. And then he's going to start shooting people and watching Raw. Yeah, FTR that is, the, that is the ultimate suggestion of his, his, his heel turn. He's watching Raw. Or it's actually, he's watching SmackDown. <laughs> he should be watching Raw enthusiastically. <laughs> it's like, Kenny, there's something wrong with him. He's broken. They're definitely going to play that up on BTE. Like, that probably was a BTE bit, him watching <laughs> SmackDown. Oh, dear. Uh, Lance Archer killed Sean Maluda. I actually really like Sean Maluda. I like Sean Maluda, re- too. It's a- I enjoyed him in the Cruiserweight Classic a lot, and he never really did yeah. anything in NXT. And like, he's a perfect person for Archer to murder. But I was like, re- I watched him in uh, his NXT matches. I watched his Evolve matches. Oh, fake company. Yeah. Oh, do you know who? Here's <laughs> a new trivia question for you. Do you know uh, who was the leader of his Evolve group? Um, no. One Eddie Kingston. Oh, there you go. So he's gonna he's gonna be part of Kingston's pals. That should be the yeah. name of the stable, Kingston's Pals. Kingston and Pals. Kingston yeah. and Pals. Um, yeah, I was really happy to see Sean Maluda. Um, found uh, at least some sort of a place after Evolve. And mm. I'll probably get to watch him on Dark. I thought he was signed to WWE. Turns out he's he, not. He, well, he was for a little bit, I think, and then he went to Evolve. So maybe he got But like, like Evolve, Evolve is the, the feeder company. So yeah, he, but he maybe might've... they transferred his contract to Evolve and when Evolve went under, they were just like... Eh. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd like to see Sean Maluda on the show more. I enjoy Sean Maluda. Yeah, uh, Sean Maluda versus which Dark? Hey, Wardlow. Sean Maluda versus Wardlow on Dark. Let's do it. Uh, we then went uh, after the match. Uh, Taz. I, and I, I, I actually like this segment a lot. <laughs> I like. I would have liked this segment a lot if it was the building to one of these matches. If it was building to Cage against Archer, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is this is great stuff. Or if it was building to Ricky Starks against Darby Allen, I'd be like, oh, this is great stuff. Even if it was building to Brian Cage against Darby Allen, I'd be like, oh, really good segment. But it's like, oh, or even a weird tag. <laughs> this is building to a battle royal. And I'm mm. like, oh, that just took the, all the wind out of the, like, as I said, this is, for me, the best built match of this pay-per-view cycle. The, uh, the, the the Derby against Taz team stuff is honestly, I think, the only well-built match of this pay-per-view cycle. And it's not on the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
so frustrating. Um, um, I never, for some reason, it never occurred to me that like one day in AEW, Brian Cage and Lance Archer would be in the same ring together. Yeah. And, and when it happened, I was like, all right, oh shit, let's go. I was like, Do a I match. didn't expect that at all. Yeah, and Lance Archer should win the FTW title. Like if that that would be a sick like that again that should be on all out just uh, even if it's heel versus heel like it's so much better than most of the things they have booked on the show. And then Jake Roberts did the pussy licking motion. Sure. <laughs> right after Tony told the crowd not to swear. Don't worry about it. Uh, good shit. Oh Should dear. The, the Great Sheeta Thunder Rosa all out pay per view. Uh, yes. Build. That's a very good cool. package. Is Thunder Rosa good? I literally have never seen her wrestle. Uh, she had that very good match with Sienna, but like I, I'm interested to see how she does because like a in fairness, NWA did a very good job of presenting her as someone that's important, and like they, they legit unlike AEW in their women's division, NWA actually put time into trying to get you to care about Thunder Rosa. Ah, wait, you can do that? I know it's shocking. You can you can put Sheeta out there for longer than two minutes what? at a time. You're actually allowed. <laughs> wait, so Sheeta doesn't have to be in the crowd every week. Yeah, and, and when she wrestles, she can have matches that are longer than two minutes. Wait, wait. So you're saying Sheeta doesn't have to be in the crowd, the, the same crowd that Jericho called a bunch of nothings. Yeah. She doesn't She doesn't have to be in that. She can wow. She can be a star. She's allowed. That's crazy. But yeah, so NWA made people care about Thunder Rosa, and then when they, you know, they had that Thunder Rosa and uh, Sienna match, or Alison Kay, um, people liked it a lot. So, hmm. because people, right. they, because I'm they in. got over. <laughs> Let's go. Because they actually tried. <laughs> like we, they, we go on about the AEW women's division, but the thing that annoys me is people are like give it time. It's like it's been a year and it's gotten actively worse. So it's well, like, to be it's... fair, half of their roster is in Japan. I don't know. Recruit better. <laughs> yeah, recruit during the global pandemic. Impact during the pandemic has hired Tasha Steeles, has hired Nevaeh, has hired Ta- or Kimberly. It's not like uh, that's all. And Diana Perazzo. Half of the uh, Impact Women's Division at the moment has been hired since the start of the pandemic. So let's not pretend there's no talent out there. AEW just isn't looking. Yeah, they got Taya Conte. There you go. Who hasn't been on Dynamite? Oh no, she was and, on Dynamite this week for the first time. And Little Swole. There you go. Start putting so, these people on TV and start pushing them. The Cosa Boy is actually real good, so... People are like, oh, they're not great wrestlers. It's like, the Knockouts division originally got over with ODB and Velvet Sky. <laughs> Let's <laughs> not pretend that you can't get people who aren't the best wrestlers in the world over. They're trying with some of them on this show. One of them's main hey. eventing with pay-per-view. Remember when Nyla, like, was on the show? I know. And had, like, had an angle with a manager and then, like, disappeared? <laughs> um, <sighs> alright, let's have the same tired MJF discussion. <laughs> Uh, this this was his worst promo for me. I was like, he just went on and on. I'm so sick of it. I'm so... And the the thing that really compounds this for me is he's next to John Moxley, who is a great promo. Like, legitimately yeah. a great promo. Immediately Old following time. this, you had Eddie Kingston, who is Old a time. great promo. And then later in the show, you had Santana and Ortiz cut a really good promo. They, there's people on the show, and Brody Lee cut a fantastic promo on this show. Like, there's people on this show who are legitimately great promos. And then you just have MJF. If MJF, if The Miz cut this promo word for word on SmackDown, people would not say a word. It would just be a Miz promo. Yeah. That's the, the, the like, and it, it's fine. But I don't think it's paper. He does have level. this sheen of newness that I, no, <laughs> like, like yeah, the content's tied. Whatever. I'm saying the actual MJF presentation has like a sheen of oh, he's young, he's different. Oh, and it's not different, but he's young and he's. It's he's not cutting, different. It, That's my problem. He's cutting, it's the he's cutting, I've seen yeah, it. It's fine. Yeah, 
people the thing is people don't like the Miz and they never wanted to like the Miz so now that they get to like the Miz without liking the Miz they like the Miz <laughs> it's poor Miz I don't even want to talk about it because it's just the same discussion that we had every other week we talk about MJF yeah he's bad if he was good if he was good I'd be happy <laughs> okay this is probably his weakest promo I liked him mocking Moxley's crazy man voice he actually did an impression of Moxley unlike do me, the impression the do the impression do the impression do it, One do, day. It, do it, do it. I did episode, a Joker impression on this podcast. On our final episode, I will do a John Moxley impression. <laughs> um, yeah, cool, whatever. Mox is going to face uh, smart, smart Mark Sterling. I, I'm so not into it. And I, I, I find it so weird that they... Like, MJF has never been presented, like, as a nerd. And the second he went into a world title feud, he's a nerd who doesn't want Moxley to do his move and he's wearing a neck brace. And it's like, why are you present? He has never been presented as less of a threat than when he's moving into a main event world title picture on one of your big four pay-per-views. And he also like, hasn't wrestled him forever. And yeah, the, the build to him going into this match was a feud with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy! He lost the tag match. <laughs> Yeah, this I I think the whole presentation of MJF going into this pay-per-view has been utterly baffling. From the content, to the push, to the build-up to it, to the stipulation of the match being like, the you can't do the freaking paradigm shift, which is yeah. such WWE bullshit. It's like, just book the match. Why do you have to tell me going into the match that MJF can't beat the guy? So if he beats the guy, he did it illegitimately. He's a champion without credibility. And if he doesn't, he's just the nerd who lost. You've set him up to fail. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Oh, all of it's bad. All of it is very bad. Oh, I miss the right. Lucha Bros on we'll the show. The we'll Lucha Bros are good. Back to good we'll see, things. We'll see you next week when we have this exact same conversation again. Well, if you, uh, I actually, no, I'm not even done. I find it very interesting. <laughs> I'm just going to lean little, back. You just take this one. How little they presented MJF versus John Moxley as the main event program going into All Out. The only time MJF has been in the show closing segment going into All Out has been in a run-in spot for Darby Allen against um, uh, John Moxley. That's the only time MJF has appeared in a main event segment in the build-up to All Out, which I find very fascinating that, like, they don't believe in this match. You can very much tell by where they place MJF and John Moxley on this show that they don't believe in this match. It's true. There you go. Uh, Lucha Bros, Butcher and the Blade, defeated Brian Pillman, Griff Garrison, Sonny Kiss and Joy Janela, the Nerd Squad. I have a problem. Oh, yeah, I'll sit back. You can go. No, it's going to take three seconds. Oh, no. What's your problem? How dare you motherfuckers. Start presenting Sonny Kiss and Janela as if they are going to be something for two weeks with really good videos. And then they're just jobbers. They're the same exact people that they were before those vignettes. They really NXT'd them, didn't they? They gave them, like, vignettes coming back soon, and then they immediately lost the Archer. <laughs> and now they're losing in an eight-man tag against the weirdest squad ever, teaming with the fake Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, that's it's not good. And like, I, the, the problem and is, sorry, the problem so, oh, I'm is sorry, they're winning on Dark. They're winning on Dark, so it doesn't matter. The problem is roster bloat. Like, actually, I think that the, the way they use Dark actually creates a weird cognitive dissonance on Dynamite because, like, these yeah. people win on Dark and you're like... Uh, like, it's when Scorpio Sky came back after not mm-hmm. being on Dynamite for two months and it's like, where has he been? Why is he suddenly being pushed? Like, you can't not... You can't do the work on Dark. That's not how this works. Clearly, they need another show. No, they don't. They need less shows. They need this <laughs> show to matter. And they need a smaller roster, which is also the other problem. They don't have room for Sunny Kiss and Joy to down at the moment because they have a gigantic roster that they keep adding to. So, <laughs> Well, to be, and they have a... 
They've gone to the stage now where they're making the weirdest stables in the world with Pentagon, Phoenix, the Butcher, the Blade, and Eddie Kingston. Just to get, like, legitimately, half of this is, like, just get people on the show because they have, they've hired way too many people. Yeah. Brody Lee and the Dark Order had their little celebration. I okay, like this rules. I really, I really, I need to adequately express mm-hmm. how thankful I am that the Dark Order's BT personas have made it to Dynamite. No, I don't like it. Okay. I get that it doesn't make them a serious thing, right? Okay? Uh-huh. I understand that. I don't care. <laughs> this is so entertaining. And it may not be connecting with you as much because you haven't seen the BT segments... No, I'm not going to watch... I, I don't want to hey, watch hey, shoulder that's programming. Fine. That's fine. Gonna, I, I'll hey, do this hey, rant hey, every week. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, buddy. That's I'm fine. not going to watch two hours of dark. Hey, hey, that's that's cool. I don't expect you to. Okay. I also don't care if you don't like it. Okay. Oh, wow. Because because I like it. No empathy at all from Liam Jones. John Silver is getting to be the dork that he was on BT, and I appreciate that. Because Brody Lee is so much more entertaining now. I like him having an edge. I like him being a crazy person. And I like him hating John Silver. Okay? Why is he in his group then? <laughs> no one knows. Okay. <laughs> Everyone hates John Silver. Oh. That's the bit. <laughs> Brody Lee going through and hand-fiving everyone except for Silver <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> Preston Vance coming out of the casket and being like, Hey, what up guys? Yeah. Is so much better than him standing there with his hand up going, Grr. I get that you don't like it. I get that you don't... Not that I understand because it's not exactly complicated, but you don't get the references. That's cool. I do. I'd like to get the references. Well, you can watch BTE. No! <laughs> or like to, you can like wait until... Oh, hey, let me talk about Dark <laughs> It makes sense. It's just, it makes sense for watching the hey, TV show. hey. Eventually, those bits will become more common in Dynamite, and you'll get it too. But just face you're behind the curve on this one, alright? And let the people who have seen this enjoy it. It's like sitting down and watching The Sopranos. Hey, hey, hey. These characters are from this spin-off web show that you have to watch in order to understand the characters in The Sopranos. And you'll get it when they start establishing those characters again on the new show. But let it be known that we... Just because I saw the origin... Just because I read the book... Hey, just because I read the book before the movie... Don't you pretend that there is any intellectual... (laughs) Intellectual (laughs) level to be the elite. (laughs) I will refuse. Uh, I refuse to allow you to do this to me. I like. The, I thought the Brody the Lee role was great. I thought the Brody Lee part of this was great. You deserve it. Shut oh, that was my up. that was my favorite bit. Him shutting down the You Deserve It channel is fantastic because all You Deserve It chants are stupid. They should never happen. Him, him laying out silver. <laughs> yeah, Brody Lee very good here. I didn't the Dork Order stuff. They clearly mistimed this segment because they, afterwards they had to go. Oh shit, we forgot to give Ty Conti the, the the contract for the Dark Order. Go back out there and refilm that segment. This show was a mess in turn. Like we'll talk about it when we get to the main event. But the main event was like six minutes long because clearly everything on this show went long. And it's weird because like uh, the the segment we'll go on to in a second, which is uh, Swole again the handicap match. They held on that for like a minute and a half at the end for no reason. It's like uh. your show is running long. Why are you holding this shot where nothing is happening for a minute? <laughs> I just want to 
before we gallivant off to the handicap match, um, I want to congratulate uh, Anna Jay on becoming number 99 of the Dark Order. <laughs> nine and, and nine, the growth balloon and fleeing yes. in the Amazon. That's very impressive. And I want to congratulate New Legacy Inc. for becoming number 69 after raising $55,000 for fighting back. <laughs> just coughing over me while I'm praising sorry, charity. Sorry, I, I was clearing my throat so I could deliver. When you finished talking, I was going to deliver a nice. But um, then oh, you, sorry, you, you, sorry, you, you. From the top. No, it's fine. Top. It's fine. It's, it's, it's too late. It's too late. All right. People and have already think. experienced the bit. No, it's all right. And, no, we're uh, just going to move on. Uh, it's number, over. This is this is six, the being the elite. Uh, number, we've already done this. We're moving on to the dynamite, and people won't get the point. They won't get the number reference. Number 69. Uh, and yeah, they raised a bunch of money. Congratulations. Very good. It's uh, <laughs> uh, drunk backstage. Uh, I like this segment. Okay, you probably hated it because you hate everything, but I like this segment, okay? I'm indifferent. I have I no like strong feelings. I like Paige being... Paige is sad, Matt is angry, and... <laughs> Paige looked into the broken mirror like Mojo Rawley, so yeah. <laughs> I'm indifferent. Uh, handicap match, kind of terrible. Reba, I like Reba though. Give her a name. Stop, stop you, stop you buying into Britt Baker. Her name's Rebel. What? What's wrong with Reba? She was How doing like a bit Reba? on social media actually that I quite enjoyed, where she yeah. was like, the, the graphic said Reba, and she's like, my name <laughs> is Rebel. <laughs> it's great. Uh, um, yeah, and then they they forgot that they to give Conti the contract, so they show up again and film yep. a segment. Cause, and I, you can tell they actually did just forget to do this because when Anna came out at, during the Dork Order segment, she literally had the contract in her hand. Oh. How did you so, forget to do it? I'm guessing this ran over time and then they were like, oh, we didn't even talk that like Matt Cardona and the whole Nightmare nerds showed up. Oh yeah, that's a pay-per-view match as well. It's going to be uh, QT, Dustin, Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky for some oh reason. Oh my god. Against it's the, the Dark Dork, Order. It's the it's the Dork Order versus the Nightmare Nerds. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's woo, all out, baby. Mark, how is that Mark Mark Cardona's all out match? What a weird well, see, show all out is. I'm I thought it was gonna be him versus Brody Lee, and that was gonna make me angry because I was like, what the fuck did he do to deserve this shit? Well, it's open challenges. They have no one to design. No, Brody closed the open challenge. That's true. The all out card is weird. It's a strange show. It's a show that doesn't make much sense. It's weird because like they had a way bigger show with Double or Nothing, and no fans, and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll just do the the whole show anyway." And then they did All Out, and they actually have some fans, and they're like, "Now nah, we're gonna give you a fucked up version of the show." It feels like a B pay per view. It feels like a revolution, which actually was a way better show. Way, way, a much better build. Uh, next week, Santana Ortiz against Best Friends, which for some reason isn't a pay-per-view match. Oh, because we have to have Best Friends versus the Bucks or some bullshit like that on the show. No, the 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 the, the pay-per-view match. We also have uh, Chris Jericho and Jordan. Then we have the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express against yeah. Private Party and SCU, so where the stupid. winners will face this is each other. Stupid. This pay-per-view is dumb. Why? Why the fuck is this match on the pay-per-view? Do you just need the Bucks to be on there? So yes, it will either be the the Bucks against Jurassic Express or Private Party against SCU. I guess they this could is... have Private Party against the SCU. I, I don't even want to watch that. I'll skip that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm announcing it right here. I'll skip that goddamn match if that is on the show. I don't even want the other one. But... <sighs> Matt Hardy. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, our main event, Matt Hardy lost to Sammy Guevara after he was superplexed through a table that had a chair under it, which looked like quite nasty. This match was fine. Guevara bled, but they only had six minutes. And all tables matches are bad, so they did their Matt, Hardy, 
Matt Hardy aging ever since he got hit with that chair on the head, I swear. <laughs> well, it's, that's probably what leading a lot man, does to you. Man, man didn't look great here. Yeah, um, rough, rough gear, rough hairline, rough everything. It probably didn't help that you're like, oh, your match is being caught, and then you're he's probably stressing before this match. To be fair, and like especially because like they went to break. Uh, well, like when they went, they, they went to the start of the match at uh, ten minutes left in the show. I'm like, oh, all right, they're gonna do a ten minute match, and then they went to break. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> they went to break but, at like uh, nine fifty two to come back at nine fifty five to finish the match, and they still had a post match angle with Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho to do. So they yeah. badly, badly mistimed the show. TK's well, got to put his put down. People have got to hit their time cues, Liam. Yeah, um, this is a bad match, but you can't blame them. Well, and... I can't blame the tables matches. They're never good. They're like, people. I don't. Uh, I think people are finally, finally seeing the light on tables matches. That there's been it's, one of them in the history of wrestling that's good, and that wasn't even that great. The Hardy Dudley's one is a good, borderline yeah. very good match, but nothing special. Well, it really comes down to one thing. It shouldn't be a tables match. It should be tables are allowed. Yes, tables are legal. Be, you should do yeah. many table bumps, not yeah, just you one. Be, yeah, that's you shouldn't build to one bump. You should put them through tables throughout the entire match. It's a bad stipulation. Um, Orange Cassidy, the, I, I, has, no matter what you think about the build, this last segment with Orange Cassidy running in was pretty sick, i got to admit. problem is, I, I don't mind the build. I, I don't like the match it's building to. Ah, uh, yes. What it's a good it build a, to a dumb match. What if it was a first blood orange match? No, 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 no. I thought you were going to say first blood, is like, which is bad, but then you made a pun, which made it even worse. Boom. Show of the week. We never did a poll, so we have to agree wait, on this one too. Wait, wait, wait. Last Mandarin standing. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, like, okay, the title of this podcast is going to be uh, Wednesday War Games number 44 uh, AW Last Mandarin Standing versus NXT uh, Five Degrees of Aleister Black. That's going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> that's going to be very confusing unless people oh, listen to over an hour and a half in where it will all make sense. That's two of the strongest bits I've delivered on this show, I feel. There you go. What's your show of the week? I don't even know anymore. As AEW because Cross sucks. <laughs> it's also probably AEW. What's your match of the week? Oh, we didn't do match of the last one either. Uh, uh, at least cares? we did. It was Cody and Brody. Yeah, it's Cody and Brody. And I, honestly, um, I think mine this week is Kyle against Spud. Boy, I'm giving it to Kyle and Spud. Yeah, fair enough. Um, do I have to give it to a specific gauntlet match, or can I just give it to the gauntlet? The gauntlet is one match. Sorry. All right, I'll give it to the gauntlet then. Even though it had, actually, no, I didn't even mention the end of the gauntlet was very bad. The announcers thought they were freaking in a rest hold and started plugging later tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then the match ended. <laughs> Right, okay, you've actually made me reconsider this now. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to the match that I liked the match but hated the result. Imperium versus Brizango. There you go. You can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod where you can vote in the poll that we will definitely post, start posting again next week. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at GarrettGidney. You can try to follow Liam on Therakin nope. if you're famous or into kickboxing. Or... Do you have anything else this week? Um, if you have any connections to the voice acting industry. <laughs> There you go. If you want to give Liam a job in voice acting, you will. You can I'm gonna also get. Follow. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add a new one every week. It's another bit now. This Eventually, just... then everyone will just be let it's... in because everyone will be. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if you can benefit me in any way, you may. You may follow me. 
Uh, if you would like more uh, AEW coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to W uh, Shake Them Ropes. I knew you said WNXD again. Whoa, hey, uh, oh, hey, oh. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.